Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. This is episode 442, and I'm talking about three things that are missing from your training. Kind of the last couple episodes and uh, articles on stultfit.com have been about some reflections from 2022 and things that I've really learned um, in training. These ones a little bit more basic today, but things that I need to come back to my own training and that if you're not including, you should as well because these are very beneficial for progressing in training, which in the long run will help you build more muscle and lose more fat. So that's what we're talking about today. Three things missing from your training. I guess we'll get started. As always, appreciate all you guys listening and leaving any reviews on the podcast platform you subscribe to the podcast on. And if you want to view written versions of these podcasts, you can go to stoltzfit.com slash blog. I write articles for all the podcasts I do. This one's already live on the site as of Monday. So you could check out the article there. Um, if you have any questions you want to submit to the podcast, you could reach out on Instagram. I'm stoltzjordan on Instagram, or you could reach out via the website at stoltzfit.com slash contact. Thank you so much for joining me for another show. Let's get started. All right, so we are talking about here in episode 442, things missing from your training. I did an episode not too long ago, might even be the last one I did, talking about things that I learned nutritionally and that I've been implementing in 2022, uh, aggressive fat loss phases, that kind of thing. But I want to talk about training today. And these aren't necessarily things I just picked up in 2022, but there's some basics I'm really trying to get back to and have been seeing a lot of progress and results from because uh, being, um, I guess, more advanced, intermediate or advanced, you kind of tend to go away from the basics and what really works. And that's the first lesson, I guess, in my own training is that the basics work and really everything works if you're consistent enough eating to support those goals and implementing some key things. So I'm going to talk about some of those key things today that you might be missing in your own training. And I talk to a lot of people about training, nutrition, uh, strength, muscle, that kind of thing. And I see these errors made all the time. And some of this is inspired by my own training and things that I need to change. Some of it's inspired by clients and what they need to change. But hopefully this resonates with you today. The first one is going to be longer rest between sets of high-intensity interval training and strength training. This is a super common mistake that I see. And I see it a lot in women, to be honest. Not trying to pick on you ladies, but I do see it way more often in women than men not wanting to rest, trying to keep the burn going, trying to keep your heart rate up really high and burn as many, as many calories as possible. I think the first thing we need to really establish here is what is the goal of the training session? And we need to make sure that things like our nutrition, our rest periods, our exercise choices fit that goal. And as far as strength training, obviously the goal is to build muscle or build strength or if you're dieting, trying to get leaner, you're trying to retain muscle, retain strength, so you have the same amount of muscle at a lower body fat would be ideal, right? And things like high-intensity interval training are used for calorie burn, but also for general like conditioning and actual speed and performance. Actual interview, 
intervals of sprinting will get you better at sprinting, right? That kind of, that kind of concept here. A big mistake I see again is that people don't rest long enough. You need to have a basic understanding of energy systems in the body and how long it takes to replenish those. The ATP energy system, the creatine phosphate energy system. These are the ones primarily at play here. And it's really important to fully replenish that for maximum performance. Then you might have the question, why does performance matter? Because my goal isn't performance, right? If you want to be leaner, lose fat on your belly, build muscle, why does performance even matter? Trust me, it does matter in the long term. Short term, you're not going to see more calories burned by resting longer. You're not going to see more residual calories burned after the workout. What you are going to see, though, is being able to move more weight over time which burns a lot more calories uh, overall. Somebody who can deadlift, regardless of their body weight, someone who can deadlift 500 pounds is going to burn a lot more calories in a training session than someone who can deadlift 200 pounds. Strength matters for calorie burn, and performance matters a lot for muscle in general and strength, which is kind of a key indicator of longevity. So there's a lot of aspects at play here. I could go down the rabbit hole on all of them, but in general, performance matters and you have to keep the energy systems in mind to make sure they're replenished and that you are um, resting appropriately for the activity you're doing. So what is appropriate? I would say a minimum of a minute between sets and strength training and interval training. And that's really on the short end. I save one minute rest as kind of a periodization tool only for a few weeks at the end of a training cycle. So when I really want to push the intensity, I drop the rest down just a little bit and uh, try to, you know, establish more of a burn that way. Most of my training though, one and a half minutes rest for isolation exercises like curls, push downs, that kind of thing for things like squats, deadlifts, uh, shoulder exercise, any compound movement, rows, pull-ups, it's going to be two to three minutes. And if it's a max effort attempt of any kind, f- three to five minutes. That's a lot, right? That's a lot of rest. And it's probably more than you're doing, to be honest, for most people listening to this. A lot of people don't like sitting around in the gym. I think an important thing to do is to utilize that rest and make sure you are actually uh, using it wisely, not wasting the time. It's not the time for scrolling on your phone. It's the time for maybe some light dynamic stretching. Maybe um, you kind of maybe you throw in another exercise in the rest period, like uh, something easy, like a hand gripper or a band pull apart or uh, glute bridge or something that doesn't really tax the body or the same muscle group you're using. And uh, you can be productive or just walk around the gym and get some extra steps in. So those are kind of some things you can use as ideas. But in general, rest longer between sets. Like I said, we need to know the goal of the training session. There is a time and a place for calorie burn. Things like moderate intensity cardio, um, low intensity cardio, even some high intensity cardio is meant to burn calories. But what isn't meant to burn calories are intervals meant for performance and strength training workouts. The calorie burn is irrelevant. What is relevant is increasing performance over time and making sure you're supporting that through the right energy system replenishment. The second thing you might not be including in your training that you need to is some sort of periodization. 
This can look a lot of different ways. And this is a complex training subject. Probably the most complex training subject is what is the best periodization in general. Periodization just means going through different phases of your training. And there's some different ways to do this. Sometimes people prefer like a a conjugate or concurrent system where they're uh, performing a lot of variations of the same lifts and don't really need to take dedicated phases for strength and hypertrophy because they're including it all in the given week, just rotating variations. I like that actually. I think that's a pretty good system for people who really want to gain strength. Uh, However, I think for most people, they're really going to benefit from doing dedicated phases for strength, hypertrophy, peaking if they care about max strength, deloading, low volume phases, and that kind of thing. You know, this is going to look different depending on your overall goal. Of course, you'd want to periodize more um, training cycles for the thing you care more about. So if it's fat loss and muscle building, which is probably most common, I would say, from the people I talk to, you would want to do, you know, maybe, um, let's call it four weeks of hypertrophy training in like the six to 15 rep range, take a deload, four weeks of hypertrophy training in the 10 to 15 rep range, take a deload, Ten we- four weeks of hypertrophy training in the uh, maybe the 10 to 20 rep range, take a deload, and then maybe do some strength training for a phase in the um, three to eight rep range. And then follow that for a little bit, repeat that cycle. That's a really hypertrophy focused type of periodization. People who just want to be balanced can go through cycles about like, you know, maybe six to eight weeks is hypertrophy, six to eight weeks is strength training, six to eight weeks is endurance training, six to eight weeks is supersets and circuits, six to eight weeks is a lot of singles and doubles, things like that. That kind of periodization is key for preventing injuries, overuse, and in a way, you are also kind of overriding that law of accommodation that your body's going to adapt, right? So essentially, you're just doing what you need to work on. And that's true on the next topic as well, maybe even more so, but I think it applies here as well, where you are giving your body a new stimulus of some kind, this time through the rep ranges and training style. This is one of those that I see a lot in clients because people like to do what they like and what they've done. So someone might always, you know, pick on the females again. Maybe they like the burn and they like, um, you know, quote unquote toning and they kind of built their training philosophy around that. So a lot of their exercises are in the 15 to 25 range they would really benefit from following a periodized structure in their calendar where they would do two, three months of strength training, then go back to hypertrophy and kind of flip-flop. Maybe the guy listening always tries to hit the one rep max on the bench press, trying to get better at it, does a lot of strength training. He would benefit, even if his goal is strength, to do a dedicated month or two of hypertrophy work in the six to 15 rep range maybe uh, to build that muscle and change up the rep ranges and style. Very beneficial thing. And of course, the actual rest from my point number one could be manipulated based on your periodization. So you could have five minute, you know, three to five minute rest during the strength phases, one and a half to two minute rest on the hypertrophy phases, and then maybe you do 
a few weeks of like an extra intense hypertrophy phase where you'd rest 30 seconds to a minute. And that is a great way to periodize as well, where you're focusing on a different training um, adaptation and result. And the next thing, the last thing today is you need to be rotating your exercises. This is one I kind of had to check myself with this year because I started out training for strength, kind of like periodization, went through some hypertrophy phases, and in the hypertrophy phases, really focused in on some exercises that I enjoy and that I know work the target areas I'm shooting for. So, for example, the pull-up is one of them, trying to include more back training, doing a lot of pull-ups, and tend to kind of do the same grip because it's what I like, it's comfortable, it's what I do, and kind of developed a little bit of nagging elbow pain, gave me the quick lesson, I need to rotate this variation because I'm getting some overuse injury in that area. I wouldn't call it an injury, maybe just a little ache and pain, a little nagging thing that's pretty much gone away by now, but you get those if you don't rotate exercises. So this is kind of along the lines of the two things I mentioned in the last point about concurrent periodization where you are rotating variations to prevent overuse and, of course, override that law of accommodation. Law of accommodation basically states that your body's going to adapt what you're giving to it. So it's not really muscle confusion like people talk about. It's more about giving your body something it's not used to and it has to adapt to. Things become stale, work a little bit less. I find this more true in strength training than hypertrophy training. I will say that where you can do a curl you like and build the biceps for a really long time before you have to rotate that variation. But in strength training you're trying to get better at like a bench press, it's good to rotate that variation more often to really work on those weaknesses. So there are different applications for it, but in general, you need to be rotating your variations every few weeks at least, I think. And really on the main lifts is more important. So the things that you're building your training session around, like rows, pull-ups, overhead press, um, the compound exercises, right? Squats, deadlifts, bench press, of course, You don't need to worry too much about rotating the variation of your tricep press down or something, but you should be rotating like your bench press variation. Maybe for a few weeks you do bench press, a few weeks you do incline press, a few weeks you do a Swiss bar press, a few weeks you do um, dumbbells first and then bench press. Like You can have almost endless variations on how you're structuring it, but you do need to have some kind of rotation here. It doesn't need to be crazy conjugate style if you're aware of that uh, style with bands and chains and everything, those are useful for strength, possibly. But definitely for the average person, all you need to do is rotate variations so you don't get overuse injuries. I think that's really the biggest thing here. There's a little bit of this overriding accommodation, but what's more important is uh, making sure you're not developing those aches and pains, which are going to slow down your training, prevent it from being as effective. And I think an important thing is that you're hitting some weaknesses too. So for example, if you're only ever doing bench press, you're only going to be good at that certain bench press movement. You're always going to be held back by your weak points because the the exercise is the same, right? You're always sticking in the same spot. You're having trouble in the same spot when it gets heavy, no matter what. You'll get better at it, but you're still going to struggle in the same areas. If it's your triceps that are weak and you do a few weeks of Uh, maybe a close grip press or a close grip Swiss bar press, then you worked on your weaknesses. You have stronger triceps. That's going to translate into 
the bench press. In the same way, if you're weak off the chest, you can bench press all you want. You're still going to have your weakest point be off the chest. But if you spend a good amount of time pause benching, where you're focusing on that push off off the chest, you're going to have a stronger chest, reduce that weakness a little bit in your actual bench press as well. It translates very well. Some kind of variation is really good for strength. And I hope I stressed enough at the beginning of this show how important performance is, even if your goal isn't strength and performance. Even if you just want to gain muscle, lose weight, it's important to focus on performance and getting better in the gym. And uh, those three things should help you. So longer rest, periodization, and rotating exercises. Now, those are pretty big topics. You know, I didn't tell you just try this exercise or try that exercise. I'm telling you, learn periodization, learn exercise rotation, learn rest periods and how to manipulate that. It's a lot. And if you guys need any help, you can always reach out stoltzfit.com slash contact and I'll gladly kind of give you some general info or we could work together to create a program that works for you and your goals. Whatever you want to do, I'm cool with. I just love that you guys listen to the show and able to just kind of talk about some topics that interest me and that I learn in my own training and nutrition. So hopefully it's helpful and that'll do it for episode 442 of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Written version up at stoltzfit.com slash blog since Monday. I'll talk to you guys next week. I think probably midweek traveling out of state this weekend, but uh, we'll be back in to where I have my little podcast studio, I guess, in the office to be able to record an episode midweek uh, next week. So make sure you're subscribed and stay tuned for that. I'll talk to you guys later.